It's Wednesday afternoon, July 20th, in the year 2022, and it is hot, hot, hot. I do not like the heat of summer. Oh, I know some people love the beach and love to bask in the July sun. Not me. How many times have I told you that I'm like my mother, who dreaded the heat of summer even during the winter? Oh, too many times, I'm sure. But today we're going to visit in my office, for it is too hot for us to take a comfortable walk. So we'll just sit here and visit where it is nice and cool. When I was a young boy, this was a very dangerous time of year. Some have brought to us the fear of contracting polio and becoming paralyzed. Our president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, had lost the use of his legs, his ability to walk, and we saw him often in the newspapers standing to speak to the American people, and we knew. We knew the truth, that he was wearing heavy metal braces to hold his legs erect. During the heat of summer, we were not allowed in our family to go to the movies, to a public place, or to a swimming pool for fear of that dreaded illness. No, on a very hot summer day, we were called into our home by our mother from one o'clock until after three, the hottest time of the day. And it was the only time then that we were allowed to have a cold drink or a cookie in the living room. No, sir, seven children could easily have turned our living room into a hovel if my parents had not been strict about manners and rules in our home and not eating in the living room. So it was a special time on a hot summer day to be in the living room and have a bowl of ice cream or a glass of lemonade. At night, the windows were opened in our home. We did not have air conditioning, only fans. And in the morning, the windows would be closed to keep the cooler air in our downstairs, and the shades at the windows would be pulled down as insulation from the heat. Growing up on Morgan Street in Melrose, Massachusetts, it was all about family. We were taught to be very proud of our Boyle name and our heritage. We were to act politely at all times and to all of the adults we came in contact with in our neighborhood. We were a disciplined children who were taught right from wrong. And one of my mother's constant reminders to us was that we were to look up to become children and then adults of good character. Ours was a Christian home where we prayed before meals and when we went to bed. No, we we didn't attend church school every Sunday, but most of them, even if we didn't like it. Our family of nine people were also joined to my father's family of nine children and my mother's family of six. We were by far closest to my mother's family, which is often the case in a marriage. It's that way in my marriage now. My father's family was important, but we did not see his siblings very often. That was until my dad purchased back the farm in Barrington, New Hampshire, with fairs where his family had summered for many, many years. And at the farm, I learned far more, far more about my dad's family when I was 16 years old, and the family property, the Boyle property, became a part of our life again.
Growing up, family was the center of our daily life. My mother's four sisters and one brother gathered year after year on a Sunday afternoon. We would play games, have sandwiches, and our parents would share stories of their week, and the cousins would get to know each other. Those Sunday nights were filled with laughter and with love. We gathered sometimes at my Uncle Joe's house, but most frequently at our home on Morgan Street. And, oh, one of the favorite happenings on a Sunday was when we ordered chopped ham sandwiches from a diner called the Miss Malden. You could choose just what you wished on your sandwich, and someone would drive to Malden to pick up the order. I, I wish you could have been there with us, for that kind of family life is now quite rare. Family life changed when the job market became more important than a family being in close proximity to each other. You see, all my mother's family lived in neighboring communities, so it was easy for us to get to visit each other. But now, families are scattered all over our nation, and Sunday with family has never been the same. Occasionally, on a hot summer weekend, a Saturday or a Sunday, we would go to Nahant Beach. We were not kept from going there even during the polio season, for we were all out in the open air. Sometimes there would be 36 of our family gathered for a picnic, swimming, and playing catch. Imagine that, my mother's brother and sisters and the nephew and the, and the and their nieces and nephews, all of us gathered together. And at that time, you could reserve a cement table with a barbecue fireplace, hot dogs, hamburgers, sandwiches of all kinds, and lemonade from a huge thermos jug. Family being together gave me the happiest of childhoods. It would be fun to speak to each member of the family, but today I would speak of just one special aunt. She was not often with us on a Sunday, for she lived the most distant from the rest of her family. We saw her less often. However, as the years went by, I began to feel a special admiration for this aunt, my mother's sister. She had a biblical name. She went through what was for her a heartbreaking divorce, and my mother told me that her sister never really loved another as she loved her husband. However, she was a vibrant, fun person, even though her life had been difficult. She worked for a family as a maid, and when visiting her one day, she still had on her white servant clothing. She was always smiling, despite her difficult lot in life and her meager funds. And with those meager funds, she helped her children afford their homes. Oh, and let me tell you, one of the amazing things about my aunt was that she could play what they used to call the piano by her ear. She didn't need to read the notes. She knew the sounds. She played what was called ragtime, and her fingers would fly across the keyboard, smile on her face, hands skillfully hitting the right keys, her legs controlling the pedals on the piano. I close my eyes and I can see and hear her playing and swaying to her music. When I was 38 and was suddenly taken to the hospital for a heart attack, I heard again from that aunt. At that point, my life seemed to be shattered. My dreams and my future, my hopes, 
were all up in front of me, but somehow so drastically changed. In the Concord Hospital, I received many get well cards, but none was so meaningful as my aunt's. I received a get well card to which my aunt had scotch taped two or three dollars in change. She wrote on the card that she wanted me to buy a magazine that would cheer me up. My aunt, who had the least of any of her sisters or her brother, had sent me what could not be measured in monetary terms. Her gift was a gift that was so loving, and it was sacrificial, I knew. From that day forward, my aunt became an angel in my life. When I think of her, I think of the widow's might in Scripture. As people gave money to support their temple, the widow gave only a tiny contribution. But Jesus, when he saw what she had given, made the statement that she had given the greatest of all of the gifts. The rich gave out of their abundance, but the widow had given sacrificially. Oh, and that's why I know Jesus would have loved my aunt as I came to love her. When she passed away, she left a very small sum of money for her sisters, but they were to be used this way. The sisters were to gather one year from the date of her death and have a joyful meal remembering their special sister, my special Aunt Ruth. Now, there are some questions that I'd like to ask you as our visit comes to an end. Do you have happy memories of family times? Did you have an aunt or an uncle who seemed to be an angel by their actions? Do you still have family gatherings? Is your Sunday night spent with family? How often do you have a family reunion? I wonder. I wonder with our new technology, could there not be Sunday night Zoom meetings where even those who are separated by miles and miles could gather together and build closer family ties once more? Do you think we could do that with our families? Set up a time to get together on Zoom and share what's happening now wherever we are living? Ah, maybe, maybe I ought to investigate that. And maybe you should too. Well, I guess that's it for our walk this week. Phew, glad we visited my cool study on this hot day. So until next week, this is Ken asking, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from the other. Amen.